0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Fairview Park, Ohio, with a very special guest by the name of William Ross. William, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Let's hit it! Yeah, definitely. We'll lay some stripes. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that people don't know about you, William? I'm an ordained minister. What? (laughs) No kidding! So, you know, this is fun. I've had several people on this show that our ordained minister. So have you married a lot of friends?
1: Yes, I actually have. Nice. Nice. Very (laughs) good. That's pretty much what it's for. Yeah. So I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It really picked up during COVID and doing it. My niece, I married her and her husband, and we did it on Halloween. And so everyone dressed up and I was dressed as Elvis when I married
0: them. Now that is a wedding that cannot be forgotten. Oh my gosh, that must have been
1: wild. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun we had it was everyone's obviously in costume for it. it was fantastic. We had a really good time
0: so uh when you were um asking them to say their vows did you did you talk a little bit like Elvis? Oh, you know, thank you very much.
1: Oh thank you, Of course I had to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do better than I do so. Sorry, Elvis, don't mean to offend you. Very, very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. William Ross is the International Sales Development Director for Fuhrbach Porsche. The company was founded by Ferdinand Porsche's grandson and former Nissan Europe designer Christopher Rietz in 2019. They're building the Fuhrbach Porsche GTL Coupe. It's a highly modified 997 Series GT3 Porsche. Holy mackerel. William began his passion for automobiles and motorcycles at the age of five when he jumped on his first motorbike. From there, things progressed to go-karts and race cars, of course. Having worked in the automotive industry for years, he's been with OEMs, Restoration Projects, and he is currently the chairman and founder of Rock and Rev's Cleveland Concours. Can't wait to hear about that as well. We'll come back and talk to William, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so please give them a little love. They're the reason we can keep the gas tank filled around here, and we'll be right back. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YAH21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word YAH21 at checkout. YAH21 at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah, American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby Seat, with its patented full-flat design, allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand convenient side trays hold your car care products tools cloths or a tasty beverage built for the toughest driveways and garage tests the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface and it makes a great around the home adjustable stool for hobbies yard work or take it to the car show the full flat design makes storage a breeze Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby seat, that's B U M B E E seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're on the Indiegogo website, make sure you take advantage of some special discounts for you Show listeners that Jim has provided. So we are back, William. So I want to dive a little deeper into your career. Let's kind of go back in time before we talk about what you're currently working on with these very cool Porsches. How'd you get in the automotive sector and what are some of the jobs that you did? (laughs)
1: it's mainly been on the sales side you know i just always having a passion for cars and motorcycles you know pretty much anything that had wheels and an engine it was just a career path i chose right out of the gate after college you know obviously working for some oems like bmw mercedes i was just on the sales side did some of them you know handle some marketing stuff it's just it's a lot of fun it's a great industry i mean as you know cars change year in year out you know you got new models always coming out you know and obviously as they progress you know they get Faster, nicer, what have you, technology-wise. So it just—it was always great to be part of it. But then also, you know, going into, like, the restoration side, it's always great to, you know, look back from where we came from and, you know, keeping those those cars alive also for uh, all generations to come. So it's just something I've always been passionate about, which I, I kind of, I guess you say, it got from my father a little bit. I wouldn't say it was like a complete car nut like me. But I know, from remember when I was little, my mom having some great cars. I remember my dad buying her a Corvette, a C3 Corvette, series Corvette, I think uh, I believe it was an 81, if I remember serves me correctly. And I was jealous of that because my brother got to take his driving test in it, get his <laughs> license in it. But oh, wow. when I turned 16, it was already gone. So I kind of got a little bit that from him taking it. But uh, it just, uh, you know, people ask me, like, oh, but when it starts?" like, you know, ever since I guess I could formulate words and walk, it was always just, I always had a passion for it. It was yeah. just something that was in me that just gave me the thrill about it and just, you know, even... Going up here in Ohio in the middle of winter, you know, shoveling the driveway and putting up the ramps for your BMX bike and, you know, jumping <laughs> in the snow and doing stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, so it's, you made it work, you know, so. I
0: used to do the same, but no, uh, no snow in Southern California where I grew up. We used to put, uh, roll, roll trash cans up and build a ramp out of plywood from somebody's backyard and try to jump yep. the, jump the trash can. So uh, the landing was a little harder when you missed versus landing in the <laughs> snow, though. I think you were, you were a little smarter than me, but not much snow. I, I, you know, I, I grew up a surfer in Southern California and one time it snowed at the beach and we went surfing while it was snowing. It wasn't a lot, but it was a pretty surprising Real experience so
1: oh I could imagine I could imagine yeah it was really fun now let's talk about
0: what you're doing now at Feuerbach Porsche you guys are taking an already pretty aggressive radical machine the 997 which when that car came out I loved it I wasn't ever a big fan of the 996s and the 7s kind of went back to the roots of the 911 but the GT3 oh my but you guys have decided to uh, augment it a little bit so talk about
1: that well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with Chris's background with his design background and actually, you know, with his family roots, you know, he, he kind of wanted to go back and pay, you know, do a homage, so to speak, to the first early cars and kind of incorporate a lot of those nuances and aesthetics on this car. So that's what we're trying to do is. If you look at it and you start seeing it once, you know, we have the car out and released completely, you'll see a lot of the aspects and the hints and cues from, cars of the past paying to the old, you know, older generation of cars and just giving the respect that they deserve. So it's really exciting. I mean, it's going to be a fabulous car. Obviously, only building the 25 of them, you know, it's going to be very limited production on these. Wow. We're going to do subsequent ones, you know, potentially down the road also with different models and what have you. But right now, we're just kind of focusing on the GTL Coupe right now.
0: Well, the GT Series Porsches for the streets and the racetracks have been so special. When I was at Car Week down at the Quail a few weeks ago, Porsche was there. Patrick Long was there with the head of development at Porsche, and they unveiled the new GT3 RS. And mm-hmm. brought that car out. Pretty radical stuff they're they're doing. So going back to the Fuhrbach Porsche and what you guys are doing, can you tell us a little bit about some of the many modifications you're doing to this car to make it different, unique, and probably faster? If that's hard to believe.
1: Yeah. Well, what what I can disclose. Obviously, we're trying to keep some stuff as hush hush as we can until we actually kind of can release it on the world. But obviously, it's taken you know the 997 series GT3 taking it apart, you know, start from scratch, replacing new carbon fiber panels on the car. So we're lightening up quite a bit and the motor is going to be rebuilt extensively with a lot of bespoke Porsche Motorsports inter- internals. And what's great about this is customizing to what the owner wants. So we can make this a track day car with plenty of horsepower, tons of torque, what have you, or it can actually make this a nice grand touring car if they want like, to like do long distance stuff. So it will all be up to the owner and what they choose and how they want to spec the car and what they're going to end up doing with it.
0: Oh, okay. So, so if I want, if I want to come to you and say, look, I'm going to be one of these first 25 car owners, probably not unlike working with somebody like uh Peter Nam at Gunther or of course singer cars. And there's several others out there doing this right now. I can come to you and y- you will build this car around my wishes. Is that what you're going to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I you know that comes up quite a bit in conversations, kind of the comparisons and, and, and I guess kind of going in a different way with that, but I mean, there's some similarity there, but you know, with what we're doing. We're making this a lot more of a bespoke vehicle. We're making it that much more unique style wise as compared to the other, you know, entities out there that are making these cars. It's going to be extremely unique in regards to aesthetics and how this car looks and just the stance on the car is phenomenal. I mean, it's, now, being only twenty five of them, you don't have to worry about going to Cars and Coffee and probably run into another one. <laughs>
0: no, probably not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, so let's maybe if you're to California, Southern California. It might be one or two of them running around there. It's just fantastic because it's kind of stripping back the car to its just its rawness and getting back to what a Porsche was with the lightness and just your essentials required for your car taking out a lot of these electronic stuff that you have in there gps all that kind of stuff this is about hey you in the driver's seat with your three pedals that's manual right next to you where it falls perfectly in your hand and just getting out in the road and enjoying your car and having fun with it
0: so i'll assume uh this will be an ice vehicle not an ev correct
1: yeah oh yeah okay no electric yeah no no electric propulsion involved in any sort Taking the
0: 997 series as a base starting point, what was the decision process of that vehicle? Why that era vehicle? Because the GT3s have been around it through a lot of evolutions.
1: Well, one, obviously, is that's the last generation of the Metzger engine. And as we all know, that's a very, very well-loved motor. It's something Chris chose because he felt that connection to that series car and that would probably be something more you, could, you know, could talk with Chris about and reach out to him and probably get him on the show, his choice on it. I said, again, you know, that probably be something to discuss with him a little bit more wise. But one of the big, big reasons is just because that's the last generation of the Metzger engine.
0: Yeah, well, no kidding. And that was an iconic power plant. So what is your timing for this? When will you be releasing images, ideas and first builds?
1: Well, obviously, you know, it's come out and if you Google it, you'll see it's gotten a lot of press. In the short span of a few weeks here, in regards to just doing a general kind of release on it and getting out there. So as we go forward more, Michael Hodges, our marketing person, you know, in handling that stuff, we're going to start releasing more info, more images, more stuff, and content regarding the car uh, as we go forward. Obviously, releasing what we want to release, but controlling what we want to keep private until we we want it released out into the world.
0: So you're just going to be a big tease about this whole thing. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: Basically I, I thought you give me some kind of scoop today on something. I throw me a bone, big fella. Something.
1: Uh well, I mean I said, you know, we're we're getting things together, you know, and we got some dates you know, we're looking at to you know have a vehicle some scale mm-hmm. sort, you know, it, you know, sometime in 2023 that we can actually start going around to some of the shows. Obviously working with just such a limited I can say production volume that we're dealing with and making these new cars. We want to be sure we're, a car that we put out there is going to reflect exactly what we want to get out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mentioned the quail because the quail really over the years has become a tremendous place to launch vehicles, both big manufacturers, small. I mean, everybody was there from uh, small bespoke vehicles, like what you're doing to major big lines, lucid Rivian uh, and more. So uh, you might, you guys might want to consider showing up at the quail next year. I know that is a year from now, basically, but uh, maybe that's part of the
1: rounds. Potentially. Yes. That's uh yes. I'll, okay. I'll say yes. <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, I know some yeah. people
0: connected there. Give me a call. We'll put you guys together. I'm sure they'd be happy to have you. Let's talk a little bit about this rock and revs Cleveland concourse. What is this?
1: Yeah, no, this is something uh, I'm kind of very, I said another, I guess, very passionate about. Obviously with you know the industry we're both in, we travel a lot to a lot of shows, you know, I go to these shows and it kind of occurred to me about a you know, year, year and a half ago, it was like a couple of years ago is, why don't we have one of these in the Cleveland area? Because we really don't have anything of, you know, something of scale, something of that prestige, I guess you could say. You know, we're right on the lakefront here of Lake Erie and we got plenty of optimal venues to choose from to be able to kind of have, you know, showcase the cars and have these. So the one day I just like, I'm going to make some couple phone calls to some places and ask, you know, hey, would you guys be interested? There's something, you know you guys would like to pursue. And everyone I spoke to said, yes, they loved it. And so from there, it just kind of grew. And you know, it was one of those things I got the response I was I kind of expecting and says, well, okay, I guess I got to do this now. Some of the other things that I do in my personal life, I'm a wish grantor with Make-A-Wish. And I also volunteer at a couple animal shelters. We're making them the beneficiaries of the event. And that's what we're kind of raising the money for. But the one big thing we're trying to achieve with this is My big goal is I just didn't want to make it an event where, okay, we have cars parked, people come, walk, see some cars, and that's it. So we have a lot of things going on in regards to making it more interactive, a lot of things that the attendees can participate in. Uh, We have this fantastic outfit out of Indianapolis called Miles Ahead. They do some great things for fundraising. They actually bring in all these electric race carts. They set up a track. They handle everything, and it's all you know, for fundraising venues, they're coming in. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince the North Coast Model T Club. I'd love to be able to do either a uh, for 200 bucks or something. They'll teach you how to drive a Model T, but more than likely, it'll be something on the lines of like 25, 30 bucks. Hey, we'll take you for a ride. Stuff like that, you know, it's gonna be a multi-day event. We're planning a concert for Saturday evening and doing it. So it's all on the lake right there in the North Coast Harbor where the and Wall Hall of Fame is, Great Lake Science Center, the Brown Stadium. And there's a beautiful park that's right there on the lake just north of the and Wall Hall of Fame called Voinovich Park. So we're kind of encapsulating all that area and utilizing that. So it's uh, going to a gonna be it's gonna be a great event. We're gonna you know do some great things, raise some money, and you know, I got a lot of you know p- support behind it, so everyone's really excited for it. So Next year is going to be the kickoff event, you know, for, uh, so hopefully fingers crossed, everything goes good.
0: When, when will this be taking place?
1: Uh, July 28th through 30th of next year, 2023 will be the inaugural event. So the last, so last weekend in July.
0: I'll put a link? You've got a website for that event?
1: Yeah. If you just type in rockinrevs.com, it'll take you to the website. I will say this we got a new website getting worked on by our uh, advertising company so the current website don't hold it against me I did it I'm not a tech guy
0: <laughs> it, it's the beginning it's the first first move I understand but we'll make sure that we put a link to that on William Shoner's page and uh, you listeners can go back and check it out as things progress and uh, add that to your calendar for next year this sounds like a wonderful event yeah and if you've never driven an old Model T it's very odd the, the pedals yes. aren't in the, in the usual places on those cars my neighbor across the street Bruce had one and for First time he took me for a drive, I looked down, I said, wait a minute, what are you doing with your feet? He goes, well, he kind of smiled. It's a little different, a little different, but uh, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think that's absolutely awesome. So I like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations, people that are influential mentors, uh, helpers in your life. Is there somebody like that in your world?
1: Well, you know, I, I guess uh, not to be cheesy, and going and thing, but you know, my dad's always been someone I've always looked up to, on the personal side of life and on the business side. He's from that generation, nose to the grindstone, going out working, making the money for the family, doing it, and uh, everything. The sacrifices he made, especially when I was going was a child, for me to pursue my passions, the racing and everything like that. Not just personal sacrifices, but financial sacrifices to be able to let me achieve my dreams and be able to do what I wanted to do. I have just the utmost, utmost respect for him and um, the things he was able to do and accomplish. And, you know, he's just, he's a great guy, very humble. And I just, he's someone I just look up to.
0: You're a fortunate, fortunate guy to have a father like that. That's really great. We'll take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. We've got some more questions for you. So keep the seatbelts tight, especially when we're talking about GT3s, 997s and this uh, new bespoke Porsche. So we'll be right back. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because... Well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from Auto Geek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection. against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net, that's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market driving And grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYA yeah, when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through Workforce Development Initiatives, For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. So I like to ask what I call the challenge question here on Cars Yeah. This is a big challenge, failure, obstacle, something you had to overcome. Some was really difficult. But more importantly, what did that teach you so you can move forward in a very positive way?
1: Uh, you know, I, I could use a very recent one. And that's what getting this rock and revs put together. And a big hurdle came up in regards to, obviously, I say venue or where it's going to be held. The Rock Hall of Fame's undertaking a huge extension, addition, renovation. And they're starting to break ground this year. So they kind of threw a wrench into the works here in regards to utilizing space. Mm. But I actually got the, I say, news in regard to, hey, this is probably going to be the issue. I'll admit, for the first day or so, I kind of like said some, you know, bad words, expletives, uh, <laughs> yes. And but then, you know, I, you know, and I pause and I think about, it, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, you know, I always kind of tell younger people asking about, you know, getting things. So I say, look, you know, you just can't let obstacles get in your way. You got to, you know, look at them, evaluate them. Don't be quick to make a judgment or an assessment of that situation without actually evaluating it. And a couple of days afterwards, I was like, well, actually, this could actually work to our benefit in regards to what we want to do space wise and everything like that. So it just, again, turning lemons into lemonade is yeah. basically what it came out to me. And it's something I've been, uh, I guess grateful for in my life that I've been able to do is, and I'll admit it, you know, and we've all done it. You, you come, jump to a conclusion real quick and think that something's ruined or something's gone and just, but Hey, you, you got to pause and just think about it for a moment. And it actually could be a positive, you know, things have a way of working out, you know, there's reasons, certain things happen. And, you know, in the end, you'll be like, okay, you're a lot happier for it. The, God works in mysterious ways, as yes. I always tell people.
0: <laughs> Indeed. I always say to people, if things aren't going your way, you may just be dodging a bullet you didn't know had your name on it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. As I said, you know, you look back on it, right through that moment, you're like, oh, man, this is, uh, and then down the road, all of a sudden, thank God, to your point, I dodged a bullet there. It was, you know, right. it was a blessing in disguise.
0: Well, they always are, uh, almost always are. And I've gone through the same things in my life. And at the time, you're like, why did this happen to me? I've worked so hard or this didn't. And then when I look back, I go, oh. There was just a door closing so another one could open that I never even knew was a possibility. Like this podcast. (laughs) If you had told me I was going to be doing podcasts for eight years, talking to over 2,000 (laughs) inspiring automotive enthusiasts, I would have said, and I said this when I started it, what's a podcast? So, you know, there you go. I think that's uh, absolutely awesome. How about... uh, bucket list type things. Now, you seem to be a guy that doesn't just do one thing. I mean, you're, you've got a full-time career, but, oh, I think I'll just do a concord on this side. Oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh. Are there some other things looking forward that you'd really like to accomplish in your life?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, well, as I tell people, I got ADD, so, or adult <laughs> ADD, whatever yeah. I call it. So, it's like, I always have to have lots of things going on just to keep my mind occupied. So, I have a tendency to have a lot of things happening. and But I, I enjoy it. It keeps me keeps me busy and it just, and, and enables me to partake and, and enjoy in the passion that I love it, you know, cars, automobiles and motorcycles. And there's so many different things out there that you can do with cars and motorcycles, not just with the shows, but building an older car, restoring something like that, participating in a rally, be it on road, off road, what have you. There's so many things you can do and I mean, one of the big things that I really want to do one of these times is partake in the millabilia is uh, yeah. something I really, really want to do one of these days before I can't drive anymore. You Yeah, know, I've, I've watched that and I know it's not really, you know, it's not what it was back in the glory days of it. You know, it's kind of created its own. I guess, image in regards to what it is now. And, mm-hmm. but it's, it still looks like a lot of fun and it's something I definitely want to do with my dad before he, you know, he's up there in his age, he's mm-hmm. 76 years old. So I'm hoping in the next five years or so I can make that happen and me and him can partake in that and just have that bonding experience and enjoy it. So it's something that's I really want to do with that and, as I said, hopefully, you know, I want this Rock and Revs not to be a, you know, one and done. Hopefully it's an event that goes on year in, year out. Yeah. I would say it becomes a legacy of mine. You know, entities that's going to embrace and help with Make-A-Wish and Island Safe Harbor Animal Sanctuary. It'll help them to be able to kind of, you know, do what they do for the kids and for the animals. So it's something I'm really passionate about.
0: Well, it's very cool. Well, you know, there's some great touring events here in the United States, the Copper State, yeah. California Melee. I mean, there's several, many are very cool week-long drives that you can do. Keith Martin does one out here on the Pacific Coast and the Pacific Northwest. So uh, maybe start... Maybe you start, yeah, maybe you start with one of those with your dad. The one in uh, Italy, of course, is fantastic, but very expensive, complicated. But I've known many people have done it, so it's absolutely great. But it's, it's. uh, yeah, I I think it's better that it's probably not what it used to be because too many people got killed back in the day. Uh, Nowadays with driving and inattentive driving, probably not the greatest thing, but uh, sounds like a fun, fun vehicle.
1: Yeah, I, I, I trust me. I have the ones that are here in the States. I said, Keith Martin's one's on my list to also participate in. Mm-hmm. I think I might have to get a Cayman GT4 to participate in that. Oh, well, there you go. I have, <laughs> I have a little, my
0: eyes on that kind of a vehicle. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Who knows? You uh-huh. know? Yeah, I, I was uh, during car week. I can't tell you how many people came up and said, So you sold your own Orange Crush. What's next? I mean, yeah. everybody that walked on, like, Well, I it's going to be another Porsche. I'm not quite sure yet, but I like the 718. The GTS 4.0 is uh, on my high list, so we'll see where we go from that. So let's talk about, since we're talking about cars, special vehicle story for you. What's one car that you've had that really stands out for you?
1: I've had several. Obviously, I, I guess I, I, I'll do a couple because okay. they have kind of different things in my life. Because I, you know, in high school, you know, again, this kind of goes back back to my dad, you know. I would say not being like a huge car person, but understanding my passion. My first car, I was here in 16. You're going to get something, just learn how to drive and, you know, have fun with it. It was just some beater Mazda GLC, but five-speed manual. It was a lot of fun when you were 16, you have your old car. You know, I had that for about a year, but then he got me a Fiero GT. Okay. I love that car. That thing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate Pontiac killed it off. They could have done some great things with that car.
0: They just put a better power plant in it. Yes. Just that simple would
1: have been great. Exactly. And, and, I mean, they handled phenomenal. I mean, it was great. And you know, it was comfortable to drive. I mean, it's just a little 2 series, but I, I absolutely love that car. I, I had that for the rest of my days in high school for the last few years. And it was just, you know, it's one of those ones that's always imprinted in your memories. Going on bigger, uh, bring a trailer. You know, you see one coming up. It's yeah. like, Wait a minute. Should I get it just to kind of remove it? You know, <laughs> yes. it's one of those things that stirs that emotion where you know you want to relive that those days. And again, so that was always that was a great car. But the other one was I bought a. As soon as I graduated from college, I actually I moved out to California for a year just to kind of have some fun, sow the wild oats, so to speak. But then when I came back, I bought a Corvette, brand new all off the floor, black on black, six speed, ninety four. That thing was I love that car. think it was I had so much fun in that. Um, I was only 24 years old. <laughs> wow. Of course, at the time, it was a, hey, I, yeah, I, I lived at home for a bit when I got back, so I was able to afford it. Yeah, I was going to
0: say the insurance company loved you. You paid for a new yeah. few boats for some brokers.
1: Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. But it's, you know, that car always sticks in my memory. And, and I always regret selling it and getting rid of it. But it was at a time, it was like, because I, I had met my wife in that car. Oh, and, nice. I remember Clear America's. We both went to Ohio State, but you know we we're about two years apart. She's two years older than me, uh-huh. and we met after we had both been out of college and graduated. The one night we met, we were walking back somewhere, and we walked past my car, and I said, "Oh, there's my car." She goes, "Yeah, right." So when I pulled out the keys <laughs> and opened. She goes, "Oh, wait a minute, this is yeah, this car." Is- <laughs> so I don't know if that had anything to do with the influence or not, but I don't think so. But she, you know, she's kind of a car person. She loved it, and so obviously from then on we dated, got married, and that stuff. But uh, the big thing was is. We got married, but then we bought our first house. Financial numbers-wise. Oh, yeah,
0: that changes everything, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, something's got to give, so that's what gave. That was one of the cars I wish I just kept forever, but it's just got great memories because it was when I got back, basically, to California, but it's also one that I met my wife in. We went on our first dates in it. It's got great memories for me for that car.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, I'll give you a little... Tip on going back to cars you had in your youth. And somebody shared this with me, and I think it's true. Uh, Going back to an old car you had in your youth is like going back to an old girlfriend. And I'll tell you this. The (laughs) memories are better than the reality. So
1: (laughs) Exactly. I know. (laughs) There's a
0: reason you left. So uh, just keep that in thought. But I do the same with Carmen Gias. That was my high school car. But I went and drove one a friend bought that was almost, I was a 67. I think he bought a 68. And after I drove it, I went, okay, had enough of that. That's
1: why there's not so I was not a fear in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think so. I, mean, I come to my I come to my senses. Yep. Well, <laughs> unless you can
0: modify it, then we're talking about a whole nother insanity uh and craziness how to spend money. So let's uh crawl into your head a little bit here and be your car psychologist. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as
1: a vehicle, what would you be and why? Well, you know, I, I was rolling this question over. Um at first you, you want to come on and say, Oh, I wanna be like a two fifty GT California spider. You know, of I wanna be something we all sexy. Do. Yeah. Italian. Uh, but then it really kinda of came to me as like I would probably come back as a truck, and okay. all honesty. And the reason being is, you know, and I, I don't wanna sound like a, you know blowing my own horn here like that, but I I'm I, I'm a very helpful person. You know, if someone needs help with something, I'll help them, you know, uh, like doing the things for the animals, doing stuff for make a wish, you know, if there's any way I can help any, any way, anyhow, you know, I'll step in and can do whatever it may be. And a truck in, enables and helps you to be able to do those things because sure. you know, a lot of times hauling stuff and doing those things. So uh, that would probably be what, it, what I would come back as, or if I was reincarnated, you know, coming back to something is that because it just, you can do so much with them. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they just see some big gas guzzling truck going down the road, but it just opens up a lot of opportunities to be able to do stuff like that. And yeah. you'll haul things, te- you'll help people out. It's a very functional util- utilitarian type yeah. vehicle. It just saw my, in my mind, it kind of came to me as like, I think that's probably what it would be because one, I'd get the most use of it. I'd be the happiest that way because I know I'm helping other people. We're only on this planet for so long and, you know, you try, yeah, I want to be able to look back at it when you're 80s and and, and have well, a no, smile. You help some
0: folks. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just on cue, my next door neighbor drives by my window with his Raptor All my friends that are truck drivers are are that way. And uh, I was saying something once to my wife because you see so many trucks on the road around this country. And um, I said, well, that's because all these folks are they like to help people and they like to get things done. That's what trucks are all about. Probably why you see so many trucks on the road in the United States because of of that wish so i love that and you mentioned all those wonderful charities uh your wish grant wish granter for make a wish animal shelters miles ahead fundraising i'm gonna put links to all these on williams show notes page because uh i can tell yeah you're definitely a truck as a guy so i like that answer. yeah
1: well the the, the other great thing about having a truck is and this is getting i guess old school nostalgic but every during the summer months we have a drive-in here that's 15 minutes away from us me my wife and my daughter we throw the futon mattress in the back because nowadays you know it gets tuned into the radio yeah uh back up to the screen go jump in the bed of the truck in the futon grab some blankets and whatnot and some snacks nah. and watch a couple of movies so <laughs> that sounds great yeah definitely
0: how about a great book you'd like to share with our readers
1: you know there's a couple different routes go i love tom cotter's books those are great but i mean yeah. those are more the barn
0: find books
1: yeah, I love what he does. He's fantastic. He's a great guy too. And there's but you know, there's a couple ones you know that I've read back in my younger days that kind of helped me get my focus. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them that was great was Seven Habits of High- oh, Highly Effective Stephen Covey's
0: book, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I really and I've read that a few times. It's got great stuff, and you're not going to be to the T in regards to a lot of stuff, but it's just got great insight. It really makes you think about some things and kind of helps you. Get some things in your life kind of put in order in regards to hey, you know, I say importance. Hey, what you should do and how you should go about doing some things. So that's kind of a book. So some people ask me that, and I said, if you want to read something, I go read that book. It's it's really good and it's very. Yeah, so it's, that's probably one I'd recommend the most. Uh,
0: one of my favorites. I'll tell you, uh, Tom Cotter and Michael Allen Ross, photographer, were tri- they made an epic 8,000-mile trip across the country from Key West all the way up to Dead Horse, Alaska. And on their way, they gave me a call, and they said, hey, Mark, we're going to be in town. Let's get together. So my wife and I invited them over. They had dinner with us. They ended up spending the night because they were sleeping yeah. in this little trailer. And I said, how would you like to sleep in some nice bed and take a shower because you guys smell bad. <laughs> And uh, so they uh, stayed the night with us. And the next morning was the day that I sold my uh, my Porsche uh, Orange Crush on Bring a Trailer. So they were here to watch the excitement. Uh, so I always think of Thomas that way. I've got all his books. And, of course, Michael Allen Ross, awesome photographer. So, yeah, uh, really a nice honor to get to have those guys become friends of mine and, and stay at the house. And my wife, I've had done this with several other people. And she's like, now, who are you inviting over? And yeah. who's, who's spending the night? More weird car people. But yeah. every time she goes, man, you got some cool friends, uh, Ramsey Potts is another one who's a great friend of mine, ran into him. He's part of a new broad arrow auction company that, uh, yeah, that just, uh, had, uh first event at Motorlux which is the jet party during uh car yeah, week so uh, wow. yeah got to see him there too so i'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate drive it's kind of a fun idea i'm going to buy any car in the world i'm going to park it in your driveway you can take anybody with you even somebody from the past who isn't with us anymore and you can go anywhere in the world i'm writing a check for this deal so what's it going to be
1: you know i at a garage like oh i think you would take the ferrari or do something like that but i would probably do is i would take a 65 Mustang convertible, okay, bl- black red interior, and I'd want to take my grandfather, my mom's father, because yep. I did. He he passed away when my mom was 11, so oh I goodness. never had the opportunity to meet him. And growing up, my mom always made comments in regard to the fact is that I was I was very much like him. Oh, nice. A lot of things I did like that. So that that would be one person that I think I'd want to take with because I just, again, I never had the opportunity to ever meet or speak with him and, you know, just, just to know him. I think that'd be fantastic because just the stories and everything, knowing about what a great guy he was. So that would probably be what I would choose. Sounds
0: like fun. Well, you've taken us on a very fun ride today, learning more about Fjordach Porsche, what you guys are bringing forward. We got to get Chris on the show. when you guys yes. get clear? Closer to release. So uh, he can give me a lot more information than you gave up today. You you were very good. You're going to have a job when this is done because you didn't say too much to me, but I understand that. But I'm uh, looking forward to what you guys build. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, a mantra or a success quote
1: with us? I tell us like younger people, because I always get this question asked a lot of me. It says, you know, how, how do I get into the industry? How can I do what you're doing? Because it's just, it's so cool. You know, And I, I sound cheesy about it, but if, If you're passionate about what you do, you never work a day in your life and it takes some time, but just go and do it. You know, there's so many different avenues in the automotive industry or any industry that you can partake in that industry and make a living and have fun doing it. You know, people like, hey, wanting to be an actor. Well, you don't have to be in front of the camera. You can be behind the camera. You can be a producer. You can do all this stuff. You know, there's so many different things you can do in an industry and makes you know, make your living and have fun. I always tell me hey, don't want to look back at your life when you're in your eighties and just be like, God, what did I do? What did I accomplish? Nothing. You just don't want to wake up every day just for the paycheck and just to, it's not fun. You want to have fun with your life, you want to enjoy it, you want to be passionate about what you do. So I just tell people just look, find out what you're good at, or what you enjoy. Really start narrowing it down, do your research and find something that you feel that you can be successful at. If you do that, the success will come and you'll yeah. find you'll be amazed at what'll come to you, not only what you're putting out there. If you're positive, karma's a great thing. You just put out that positive vibe stuff. Positive things will come back and help you and, and get where you want to be in life.
0: They always do. I had a gentleman in Lidneck Army growing up, he Alan Swancer. He was an FBI agent, so kind of like a secret agent guy. And for a young kid when I was little, um, he used to invite me over and talk about what he did for a living. And I remember one time he said, Mark, make sure whatever you decide to do in life is something you're passionate about. What you just said, William. And I remember he said, you never want to be old and say, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, because those are the words of a loser. Yep. And I've always remembered that. So take a Williams advice as many other of my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have shared. I'll put a link to Furebach. That's F-E-U-E-R-B-A-C-H Porsche. Uh follow them. They're going to be releasing some very cool stuff. And of course, the Rock and Revs Cleveland Concours coming up next year. We all look forward to that. William, Thanks for sharing uh, some valuable time with us today and sharing your enthusiasm. I can tell you really love what you're doing. Until you <laughs> and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road in a Führerbach Porsche.
1: I really appreciate it, Mark. I love being on the show.
0: This was great fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.